And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. This is the Athletic Hockey Show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Athletic Hockey Show. It's Friday. Let's try not to make eye contact with you as you did that. <laughs> Dear listeners, if you only knew how many tries it took us to come into the show that way. Yeah. Um, three. It I was have, three. It was three, by the way. Well, because I'm trying to speak normally, but I also want to give off the like, it's Friday, Friday vibes. Um, because I think it's really funny and it's perfect and I love it. You call the shots, whatever you think is best. <laughs> fun, yeah. fun, fun, fun. He did it! He did it! Oh my gosh. I've been trying to get Sean to lay down a piece of <laughs> our new soundtrack for a week. <laughs> whatever. I'm, that I'm, was on, great. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the clock now. I'm not going to do that on my own time. But when we're recording, okay. That's that was the saddest little fun, 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 yeah, that's, fun. That's the joke, you know, because it's not actually fun. You don't enjoy the show? No, I, I don't enjoy it. I mean, I could enjoy the Rebecca Black gimmick a little bit more, that's for sure. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> it's not, it's, it's okay. It's funny. How Whatever. we doing? I'm fine. It's, been, oh, it's been a day. Let me I know. tell you. Yes, I know. I uh, got a nice little, uh, so in the last hour or so, I've gotten an alert that there's actually been a few. I can check into my flight to Seattle for tomorrow. I have nothing done. I am not ready for that. Uh, My flight's also already been delayed. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) And I also got like the hotel check-in. Like you can check in early. Are you getting in early? You can check in. It's like, no, I'm not. Because I don't have a bag packed. I don't know what I'm doing. And my flight's delayed. So, in fact, I won't be checking in early. I may never check in at all. <laughs> I might not make it to Seattle. 
So why are you going to Seattle? Let's talk about that off the top. Mm-hmm. What are so, you doing there? It's the Canada USA rivalry series. It's mm-hmm. the first three games of like this season of it. And it's the kind of biggest one. This is like the biggest built out um, kind of off peak, quote unquote, schedule for the women's national teams. Um, you know, and, and I say off peak, meaning mm-hmm. outside of a, a world championships or Olympics. But honestly, this is probably the bi- busiest schedule that this team is has had these two teams have had in a while because they had the they had an Olympics, a World Championships within like six months, and they've got more PWHPA games this year. They've got more rivalry series games, and then they're going to have another World Championships um, this season. So I, in 2023, probably in I actually don't even want to say because I don't exactly know. I think it's been mm-hmm. changed around a couple times, so I'm not even going to yeah. say anything because I don't trust the IIHF to <laughs> keep it that way. <laughs> so I'm think, not going to do that. I think that's wise. Yeah. So we'll so the wait ri- and see what happens. But yeah, rivalry series. They have the third game in Seattle. Yeah. So I'm flying to Seattle, and I'm going to do some. Um, I'm going to sprinkle some Kraken stuff. So the what's the? They're trying to break the attendance record, right? In the in the Seattle game, is not what they're going for. Yeah, I think that's the goal. Um, and we heard that from Hillary Knight when she was on the show um, a couple weeks ago. Right? Is there? They really want this to be. A, a big game, and it seems oh, like the gosh. Kraken are doing a lot to, to, to make that happen. And that that record was previously set in Anaheim. So, like, uh, I don't have it right in front of me. It was like between thirteen and fourteen thousand people mm-hmm. at the Anaheim game at the the Honda Center. So, uh, I think the goal for the Kraken is to make this the most attended um, women's hockey game. Yeah, they can they can hit it if they want. Seventeen and a half thousand is the capacity at Climate Pledge arena so let's see tickets are cheap i'm last time i checked i think they're like 20 bucks sit in the like lower bowl watch hillary knight and kendall coin marie philippe poulin it's a good it's a good spot for it like seattle I love that arena i mean aside as the, the arena is cool the location is cool but also seattle as a city i think is pretty well steeped in women's sports like you have what sue birds what sue birds done there over I, the last million years like i really the, hope she's gonna be there fyi not to cut you off but like i'm hoping for like a sue bird megan rapino little appearance i think that was hillary kind of alluded to that whenever yeah. whenever whenever we talked to her right because rapino rapino played there bird played mm-hmm. obviously obviously played there i rapino was there, still plays there yeah yeah but sue's sue's done right she's not coming yeah, back I saw, I saw i saw candace parker's coming back officially that i saw that i saw that today oh, i wasn't i wasn't sure that. if I wasn't sure if Sue maybe changed her mind, but when I was there, I was there last fall, like a, a year and change ago. Mm-hmm. And the amount of storm gear that I saw around the city was awesome. First yeah, off, it's that's, that stuff, that stuff looks, that stuff looks cool, but it's like no joke. I saw, I saw more storm gear. It could have been the time of year that I was there too. It was September. That helps. But like there was more, sto- more storm stuff than, mm-hmm. Then I saw Seahawks stuff yeah, or well, Kraken stuff or Mariners stuff. Yeah, that's Very awesome. Cool. And like the the women's the women's pro um, soccer team there is really good too. They're um, the the rain. They they mm-hmm. used to be like the they're they're, they're the OL rain now. Mm-hmm. So they have a partnership with um, Olympic Lyonnais, which is the best women's team in France. <laughs> so she still plays in Seattle, but it's under the French club umbrella. So that's how, that's how soccer dumb I am is that I saw that, like I saw that that's what the team's and you thought she moved. name was. 
No, 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 no. I, I knew that. I just was like, oh, that's a weird name for a team. Yeah. Like I so it, it was just the did Seattle it. Rain. And mm-hmm. now it's like OL, which is Olympic Lyonnais, which is the French pro club that plays in France. Tobin Heath is on that team. Rose Lovell is on that team. Mm-hmm. They're real good. Pino's, Pino's on that team. Sophia um, Huerta, real good. Quinn is is on is on is on that team. I mean, mm-hmm. there's some there's some high profile names on that. Right, you got to figure we're gonna see we're gonna see so. uh, see some folks off off that squad there. And it, that's a like, again, that's a good idea. It's the right place to try to do this. Like load up, load up, and try to break the record. So yeah, you're gonna be there. That is in three days. I mean, I'm leaving tomorrow. Yeah, the game's in three days though. I'm leaving on Friday. Here's a question. Here's here's a and this is a pro transition. By then. November 20th, will there have been an NHL coach fired? <laughs> that was our first like topic that we wanted to hit in terms of mm-hmm. men's men's hockey, at least. That's right. Three, three days, are we going to see the first, the first dude lose his job by then? Oh, man. Well, I think there was maybe some people who wondered if we would be talking about a coaching <laughs> change today on this show. Mm-hmm. If the Ottawa Senators went into Buffalo and lost against the Sabres last night, I... It's the right time The right time to play the Buffalo Sabres, by the way. Yeah, they've I, lost not now to, seven not straight to, games. Not to interrupt, but that team is that team's doing what they do. We saw, saw a, fast, a fast start from them, and then they, they hit the skids. Yeah, they are regressing to the mean. They're... <laughs> they're doing they're doing what that what, what a lot of us predicted that, that that they would do based on based on that hot start right mm-hmm. it's great yeah. to watch congrats like there's still a lot to like about that a lot to like about that group but a lot of work left to be done mm-hmm. seven straight losses speaks to that much and they also mm-hmm. possibly helped DJ Smith keep his job in Ottawa because there was there there was some speculation that, that that if they lost, if Ottawa went into Buffalo and lost, that, that was going to be it for them. Mm-hmm. And I think the speculation, like I get it, um, it's been a couple years now for DJ. And I think it's it's easy to be frustrated if you're a Sens fan and not understand what's going on because I think the Sens probably thought that they were going to be like where the Red Wings are right now, you know, kind of in and around it, maybe struggling a little bit, but having some success, taking the next step. Um, But they're not like they are in the basement of the league again, despite bringing in Claude Drew and Alex to and re-signing Stutzla, et cetera, et cetera, everything in the hot Pierre summer. And they're still in the basement. And I think a lot of people are looking at the coach and saying like, why, like, he's not it. Like, he's not the one to take us to the next level. And I do always think that there are those questions of like, you know, I I don't, it's like, you know, this guy's been really good for the development, but is he the guy that we're going to win with? And I think you, I mean, look at, you know, the Detroit Red Wings, they made a coaching change last year. It's like, we're probably not going to win with this guy. Let's go bring in one of Iserman's guys from, mm-hmm. from Tampa Bay. But at the same time, I don't, think that it's fair. Like I see a lot of people posting DJ Smith's coaching record as a bench boss with Ottawa. And I don't think that's fair. (laughs) How was he supposed to win hockey games with that roster the previous three seasons? Like, yeah. Yeah. He wasn't, but like (laughs) (laughs) judging him on merit though, in 2022 with the roster he's got now, like I don't, Okay. I, I, and I don't mean this as like, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to trick you into giving an answer here, but like 
what is DJ Smith good at? And I, that's a totally sincere question to you as someone who covered that team and knows a lot about the players in the roster and knows a lot about DJ Smith. Like, what is his calling card as a coach and how will it help them moving forward if he if he keeps that job? Right. Well, it's tough because I haven't been around the team on a day-to-day basis in a couple years, but mm-hmm. one of the things that people talked about all the time with DJ is like he cares about his guys and the guys wanted to play for him. Like I remember talking to Mark Borowiecki who showed something completely different under DJ Smith. Like he was, a Mark Borowiecki was, you know, people, he, there has to be a better way, word for like the whipping boy because I hate using mm-hmm. that. But like people just dumped on the guy all the time. Like he was a fighter. You don't want the puck on his stick. He sucks. He's a local guy, whatever. Don't care. Mark Borowiecki sucks. And then under DJ Smith, he stops fighting. He has a career year. He ends up getting a pretty decent contract as an unrestricted free agent when he tests the waters. And a big part of it was he like, you know, DJ cared about him and DJ helped make him a better player. Like this is a guy, this is a coach and DJ that players have in the past wanted to play for and appreciated playing for him. Um, I think my problem, and it's not even like a, what is he good or bad at? And I understand why that's part of it. And I see a lot of fans talking about the team systems not Mm -hmm. being good. Like there's systematic issues with the Sens. But what I look at with this team is I look at a team who, (laughs) this quote unquote roster that's supposed to all of a sudden start winning (laughs) does not have Josh Norris on it, does not have Artem Zub on it, does not have Thomas Shabbat on it. Like Mm -hmm. you can have a great improved skilled decor, but or forward group, excuse me. But if those forwards are not scoring goals, uh, Alex DeBrinket scored one goal on a goalie uh, until last week. You know, like your fancy new shiny forward group hasn't been doing exactly what you thought it would Uh or like early on in the season. And your decor is bad. Like you take Thomas Shabbat out of that defense group and they're bad. Like we are looking at a a defense that is that is riding a Sanderson. And I'm a very everyone who (laughs) knows about my coverage of the Sens. I was a Jake Sanderson truther in his draft year. I was saying they should take him fifth and people call me dum-dum. So I'm not coming at Jake Sanderson. But you're riding Jake Sanderson and Travis Hamanick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Jacob Bernard Docker now and Eric Brainstrom. Like, this is not a good decor. I was doing some research on it, and I will shut up in a second. But I asked Dom, and I said, where does this decor rank in the league? And he says, Who's you Dom? take Tom- Do- Dominic Luce-Chishin. Dom mm-hmm. Loose Chicken. <laughs> um, I don't know that is. He does stats and stuff. He doesn't even watch hockey games. I don't mm-hmm. even know why I asked him. Huh. Um, and he hates the Ottawa Senators and whoever your favorite team is. Um, I asked Dom. Unless it's the Maple Leafs. Yeah, Go he ahead. loves the Maple Leafs. Um, the Ottawa Senators, if you take Thomas Shabbat off their group, their D group, uh, it's 28th in the league by GSVA. <laughs> It is bad. It sucks. So I have a really hard time looking at that and blaming the coach. And then you look at what was it? It was the Islanders game. And I tweeted this and I made a mistake. I thought, well, because I thought Sorokin was in that and he wasn't. But they had three. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, Ilya Sorokin's really good. And they were like, "Uh, that Uh, wasn't Sorokin. (laughs) I was like, oh, my bad. (laughs) Vorlamo's pretty good too, I guess. (laughs) Okay, but they 
like when I think of like they're really bad systematically, like they are generating offense at a good clip. Their XG numbers are good. Their shot attempt numbers are good. They were expected to score three goals at five on five against the Islanders and they scored one. I don't understand how that's DJ Smith's fault. You would think that the offensive systems are what is getting them the three expected goals at five on five. And it's the players who are scoring once. Am I crazy? Am I just like no. being a DJ Smith truther now? Like I just, I struggle when I see that. Like I think the Sens underlying numbers and what you can see from them, from the data points to me that they are a better team than their record is. And I understand this is like a, what can you do for me now? I just have a really hard time looking at the Sens and saying DJ Smith should be the first coach fired. Yeah. And he, I, if he, if they rattle off whatever, eight points out of 10 and you know, then all is well, right? Three points yeah. out of 22, which is where they were at until they, until they beat the Sabres. It's like, call it what you want. You can blame whoever that's not good. Not enough. that's not good enough. And yeah. and it's, it's, it's certainly not good enough for a team that had some kind of aspirations, whether they were a little in over their skis or not to make the playoffs. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, and, when I look at the Senators, honestly, I see a team that there are levers to pull for them that they haven't yet. Sure. There's buttons. There's buttons to push for Pierre Dorian that don't involve firing the coach. Right. Like, and and I think it would be unfort probably unfortunate for DJ Smith after you know years of wading through the muck with that franchise to not get a decent chunk of games after they go out and get somebody else for that defense. And whether it turns mm-hmm. out to be Chikrin and I know all the Eric Carlson return, <laughs> pie, possibly pie in the sky yeah. stuff is circulating, like whatever it is, it would be a bummer if that, if that wasn't the first domino to fall, right? Mm-hmm. If they didn't find some trade, by the way, like the senators are going to have to give somebody up here. Like I know this, every, okay, everyone I was loves. Ask you everyone this. loves. Everyone loves. Like everyone loves their players. Like everyone loves all the all the forwards. Whatever. Yeah. But like this is something needs to change yes. because because I, the results aren't there. And that yeah. And that, and that probably means like moving one of those guys out. Yeah. To try to get so, better somewhere else. I wanted to ask you this because the Carlson thing has been happening like online in the discourse and Elliot Friedman um, from Sportsnet did report that he believed that the Sens and the Sharks had had a discussion about Carlson. But I think the problem is, is when you look at the Sens and like this happened when I was talking to um, Mendez about like a Sean Monahan deal a year ago or whatever. And anytime you have a conversation with anything involving the Sens, it's like untouchable, untouchable, untouchable. Nope. Nope. Guess no. Where? Like, yeah, so you're going to get Eric Carlson and fit him under the cap by getting rid of what? Or anybody. Like if, if you have that, <laughs> if you have that many players that are untouchable, you should probably, you should probably be better. Be, you should probably be better than the 11th best team in the conference. Yeah. That's it's uh, that's not, the to, part. not to poo poo on sense fans. <laughs> like I get it, but like you, they're not no, all I, untouchable. <laughs> no. And I, and I get it. And I, and I get why they're, why they're attached to those guys, because that's all they had for a while. All like mm-hmm. the only thing that Sens fans had to, had to hold on to was the promise of guys like Josh Norris and Shane Pinto and Stutzler sure. and, and all, and all, and all these You're guys. Also be- not going to reverse the Carlson deal. Like, can you imagine that, I, trading like Josh, Josh oh, Norris be, and Tim Stutzler for, for Eric Carlson? I think the, the thing too is like, 
if you if I'm like you are DJ Smith right now, or no, you are Pierre Dorian right now, Sean. Do you <laughs> okay. trade young promising players for 32-year-old Eric Carlson who's playing really well right now? Oh God. I think I think I would <laughs> if they could somehow launder some more cap through a third team, I would I would think about it. Really? You would give up like you would give up a good young player for 32-year-old Carlson. I hope. Here's what I hope Pierre Dorian does. Like it. five more years left, four more years left at 11.5 in court. I talked no, to Corey no, Massasak. No, 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 not at 11.5. No, but I talked, no, because I talked to Corey and he's like, people keep talking about the Sharks like they're going to retain 50% and they are not because uh-huh. they already have dead cap on the books and they're not taking no, that, <laughs> an that, extra like five mil a year. I, okay, that's what I'm saying. Like, because we know that the Sharks, like they're not flush with cash that the, no. the, the the mess the the family the guy that the guy that owns them is not he's not in the business of paying of paying guys who don't who don't play for his team anymore mm-hmm. um so but that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying like yeah. maybe there's the sharks in a paying paying a price or or paying less to get somebody else to take on the cap and it turns into like a complicated like it's not just what the sens want like part of it part of it is is what the sharks want too right mm-hmm. so um if there was some way to make the cap hit more palatable that didn't that didn't involve um you know that doesn't involve just assuming that the sharks are going to take that much then great make it mm-hmm. happen but it doesn't seem like that's in the cards they need to go get somebody that's that's they that's need the to overriding blue point line. i like whether it's carlson or i know we're so tired of talking about jacob chikrin and and who's going to play in the, next o- week? In the ottawa senators yeah My, the next time we have a show jacob chikrin has been on the ice probably unless something else happens. Yeah, you never know. Like, and, and maybe that's it. Maybe like he gets on the ice and that finally we can mm-hmm. finally like ah uh, dump both of those lines of discussion. Which is a, <laughs> which is like a, where is Jacob Chickering going to end up because he has yeah. to get traded somewhere? And B, what are the Senators going to do about the blue line? Maybe that's mm-hmm. the match we can finally scratch those two discussion points <laughs> off the list. Because I'm tired of it. I'm tired of both of those things. It's in it, and they're it's an easy fit. So make it happen, and then <laughs> and then DJ Smith will will have Jacob Chickering around, and he'll have and like then another we legit, can start to judge and him, then, and then we can judge him, yes. and then we can maybe fire him in in a, yeah. in, in a month. Like let's get this done. But, but you, so you're with me. Like this is how I feel. Like I think we're looking at a 16 game sample size of DJ Smith with an adequate roster, and we're already freaking out because 16 games haven't gone well. Sure, uh, they probably should have. Look, like the Sens keep starting poorly, and that is on the coach to make that better. I will say that. Like I don't know how many more times we're going to say, "Hope the Sens have a better start to the season." They can't go behind the eight ball too early. That happened again. That is on the coach to make sure that that does not happen. But at the same time, like we're looking at 16 games of DJ Smith right now with like a good hockey team. So let's let's see. <laughs> let's just wait. All I'm saying is I'm Pierre Dorian even went on and said this and said coaching is not the problem right now. We are going to take our time as frustrating as this is like I am not firing DJ Smith right now. So. I'm with you. Also, by the way, uh, goaltending hasn't been great either. Like Cam Talbot, pretty pretty average. Oh, like, you know, did people forget that he Anton missed the start of the season? Barely played. Anton Anton Forsberg's obviously started the started the you know lion's share of games for them, and he's yeah. he's below below zero and goal saved above expected, right? So, 
Yeah. You can find you can find excuses for for DJ Smith. I just think he's starting to run short on them, right? Sure. In, yes. In, you know, whatever. If 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 that's if that's the only club that Dorian has left in his bag, then so be it. It just doesn't seem like it should be. Yeah, I'm with you. Do you want to get into Bruce Boudreau before we're we're bringing Murat Atesh on the show? By the way, I'm a really bad host. Forgot to bring that up. You know why? Because you were too focused on singing. I wanted to do a dramatic reading of something, actually, and I'll save that for the third segment. Oh, I'm really excited. I don't for even it. know what I was, this is. I know I didn't tell you, and I didn't Jesus tell Danielle, Christ. and nobody knows, and it's going to be really freaking funny, and I'm so excited for it. So everyone, listen to the third segment before we get to our sweet friend in Winnipeg. Do you want to get into Bruce Boudreaux? Yeah, just fire him. Like, what? Who is who <laughs> for is his benef- own good though? Who is benefiting from this? <laughs> yeah, other than Francisco Aquilini. <laughs> Is right? he benefiting from it? Because I, yeah, because because he's only paying. He's, he does. He hasn't had to add another coach to his list of you know to, to his to to his payroll. Sure. So, so sure, like should have fired Bruce Pedro eight games ago or whatever. But add yeah. a couple more pennies to the jar. Like way to go. You save you saved a few more thousand dollars because it's mm-hmm. insane. Like it's not benefiting the players. It's not benefiting the coach. The fan base is losing their minds understandably because yeah. it's because it is just a ridiculous situation just maybe bring in somebody who has like a less than negative 10 percent chance of coaching the team next year like like yeah. imagine imagine being a player on that team and you just you're, you you're trying to listen to a guy who you know is just gonna be kaput. gone in a minute yeah, yeah. It, just end it it's a mm-hmm. joke so this was um the i'm getting like extreme jeff ward vibes from this situation yes. You know, where Uh you are coaching a team for a guy who you know, like, you were not his first choice. And so you're basically, like, in a situation where you're kind of coaching for your life all the time, you know? And it doesn't really work. Like, Jeff, I remember Jeff Ward, before he got fired, he was starting Jacob Markstrom all the time. And then Markstrom ended up being bad because he was exhausted. Uh, He was starting Elias Lindholm, like, 29 minutes a game. Like, (laughs) Lindholm was playing, like, insane, insane amounts. And you look at it, and, like, this is a guy who knows that Brad True Living tried to hire Daryl Sutter this summer and then went back to Ward and took the interim tag off. And this is a guy in Ward who is, like, uncomfortable in his seat. And Mm -hmm. I see that from Boudreaux because there was that weird, like, they wouldn't give him an extension. So we ended up just taking the option. So he's like a lame duck coach, and it's not working. He he had a coach's option, which is crazy, honestly. I mean, I I get that's that's probably how they brought him in because he comes in before Rutherford's around. They give him the coach's option. That ultimately is is what won out here. That's why he's still – that's why he is – Still the coach of the team because yeah. because he said yeah sure I'll like I'll make a, I'll make a yeah. few million dollars what are you gonna yeah. do say no yeah no because they can't like, so now Rutherford's like <sighs> you know yeah, now fine. Bruce is coaching for a GM fine. who will not give him any kind of like positive spin in the press no like deflecting God. deflecting every time someone says like what do you think of Bruce and he's just like our team needs to be better <laughs> drop the bomb we're like all right. Thought our, I thought our training. I wasn't very impressed with our yeah, training, training camp. camp was I, thought bad. Tra- I thought our training camp was bad. I'm like, oh Jesus Christ! Did okay, Jim Rutherford just join our Zoom? <laughs> Hi Haley, how you doing? I have a <laughs> I have a butterscotch in the pocket of my cardigan. You can have it if you want. <laughs> That's <was> weird. <laughs> old men, old yeah. men eating yeah. old man candies. He was nice to me when I met him in the press box in Calgary. That's how he gets you. <laughs> <laughs> now I love Jim Rutherford. Screw Bruce Boudreaux. <laughs> 
Jim yeah. Rutherford's so sweet. Anyways, he's a, he's a he's a he's a little old man. Yeah. How I mean sold- could he? How mean could he be? Really? <laughs> he freaking got me. Mm-hmm. So. Whatever. And, just yeah. I, like I don't just, just end it. Like I feel bad it. for yeah. Bruce Boudreaux. Like this isn't me being like he sucks. Get rid of him. It's like please just like do this for him and like his sweet mother. You know. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> He's a wonderful man. Yeah, he's lovely. He's, he's a wonderful man, and I hope he has some more free time on his hands coming up coming up soon. Because that's yeah. the big part. Fire him. Keep cutting those checks. Yeah. Bruce Boudreaux's direct deposit will still keep on hitting. He'll make Take the, re- a little the rest trip. of his money. Go do something nice for yourself, yeah. Gabby. Yeah, have a nice life. <laughs> we're not we're not se- we're not sending him <laughs> off to the farmers. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Putting putting Bruce Boudreaux at the pasture. See you never, guys. I said have a nice life, not have like nice Jimmy life. last words. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Any final words? <laughs> Make it quick. Bruce. <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk to let's talk to our friend. Maratatesh. Winnipeg Jets writer. Oh my god, I didn't even say Jets right. Let's go to break. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, we are very excited to bring on our friend, Murat Atesh. He is the Winnipeg Jets writer at The Athletic. He is lovely. He is great. He is kind. (laughs) Here is Murat Atesh. How are you? Oh, I'm doing just peachy after the nicest introduction (laughs) ever. He is sweet. He is kind. And then there's Sean. Yeah, I was going to say, that's fine. I don't get that sort of dap. That's, That's okay. No, no. So, rare, so I get I get a little special treatment. She couldn't do this every day. No. You'd, be, you'd be surprised. No, once I got to know you more, I probably wouldn't <laughs> say that any longer, you know? But, like, we talk just enough that I can think you're nice. And that's probably the same um, that you feel for me. Yeah. Uh, or you think I'm mean, <laughs> and maybe once you get to know me, you'll think I'm nicer. I had that with Saad, Yusuf, um, the first time he came to Calgary – we went out for dinner and, you know, we went and had food and he was just like, can I be honest? <laughs> you Like he, I was, I like in, it wasn't even an intimidation thing. Like he just loves um, like Parks and Rec and Brooklyn Nine-Nine and stuff like that. And he was like, you, like, I thought you were like April. That's exactly what I was going to say. My <laughs> face has been lit up because as soon as you said, like before you said Parks and Rec, I'm like, you know what, you're. Your vibe is a little bit Aubrey Plaza sometimes. Yes. Your sense of humor is so like sarcastic and dry. Yeah, I can see it. I can see yeah. it. Yeah. If you wanted to cut somebody 
tiny bit to keep this. <laughs> like, you know what? You were very Aubrey Plaza vibe, but you're actually a lot nicer than I thought. I was like, ah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, my dude. Yeah. We're great now. It's fine. Anyways, I brought... <laughs> <laughs> how, about, how about you get back to the the hockey portion of this marat the jets no, they're good no they're good. no let me do this no i'm bringing you two together this isn't about me this is about you two duking it out because sean doesn't respect the winnipeg oh jets God. as a national writer national writers don't respect winnipeg except for me so yeah, <laughs> every everyone else is the problem. Not 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 me though. Me, though. Yeah, so Look, you guys the have one that was like, "Yo, Connor Hellebuck, he's pretty good," but like Ilya Sorokin, the no, guy. No, no, I just was saying like, why is nobody putting any respect on Ilya Sorokin? Uh, it's all about That's respect. what I was saying. Yeah. All right, so the the Jets are the Jets I are top. I the Jets to be in the playoffs. Yes, that did. is true. On sport, on national TV, like a dum dum. Top five points percentage, top ten goal differential. They're they're good. This is a good hockey team. I put I, where did I have them last week in the power rings? I had them. At, I voted them twelve. Dom voted them fourteen. The little gimmick that we used to to rank the teams last week. I got that we. I wrote the odd. I wrote the even ones. He wrote the odd ones. I believe so that so it fell it fell on me. And I I was trying to throw some shade at Dom because he wrote in 16 stats last Wednesday or whatever or whatever day that runs last Thursday. Basically, that that Winnipeg was solely a Connor Hellebuck creation, and I don't think that. But I I do think that like if you like if we want to make a list of reasons that this is happening that they're so good, of course he's at the top. But I so I sort of like did like a backhand a backhand dig at Dom that. You reference in a column, and then I guess people thought that me were like you were mad at me or whatever. I, I don't know. You it's, guys are I, in it's, a fight. It's not, not, not my problem. Yeah, not my problem. Yes. Um, yeah, it's a it's a funny one. Depending on how philosophical that you want to get, like how um, pie in the sky, but like I think it's inevitable that the national view of a local team lags behind a little bit. Like, I mm-hmm. think there's no way around that. Find me the person that can follow 32 teams to an obsessive level that they know <laughs> every day. Like, that's one of the yeah. first things you learn as covering a team is how impossible that would be, right? Mm-hmm. If you can find that person, by the way, if you do find that person, just uh, send them my way and tell me how it works because I can't, I can't do it. I'm bad at it. <laughs> I hope they're not in Winnipeg because I want to have a job for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> so like that that makes sense and you know winnipeg has been a connor hellebuck holds everything together team for a long time there's been nuance to that for sure and you know early on there was a few games they went on a road trip to to vegas to um vegas is the horrible one that i'm thinking of to arizona and, and colorado as well where it was a goalie show and winnipeg was turning the puck over at their blue line and all of those horrible things and it was all Connor Hellebuck, goals saved above expectation, all that sort of stuff, which is why Dom and his chart-making team of robots would interpret it that way, I'm sure. <laughs> he has but a whole he, staff like hidden in his apartment, by the way. I've seen it. It, nobody knows. <laughs> it's like Minions or something like that? Yes, yes. Oh, that's something exact, something exactly much it, worse than Minions. <laughs> much darker. <laughs> yeah. He's he's amassing an army of of uh, husky, of, of, of like husk, of... Um, <laughs> 
Siberian husky puppies to do yeah. it to do his bidding. He's got two of them. something bad going on over there. Um, well, those dark dogs had like zoomed in on Hellebuck. But if you have been in Winnipeg, mm-hmm. as I have, this beautiful city that I'm just basking in the light of right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, you all believe me. And it, you all really believe me when I say that. Yeah, um, all of our apartments are very dark right now. So. <laughs> all, all three of us we're are just, just sitting, like, in sitting in the dark as, it's, dark, as like, it snows hmm. outside. Yeah, it's fine. We're, I, we're, yeah. We're, we're, in the same, we're in the same boat here. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah Timu Solani and Tepo Numenin are here right now for <laughs> to be honored. And they both commented on how wintry and familiar that, that everything was. Fresh snowfall, <laughs> dark skies, all of that. Uh, just as I remembered it. Yeah, and then they're going to leave. They're going to be like, "All right, it's been great. See you later. See you in yeah. see you in see you in April or whatever." <laughs> so, um but okay, so last season mm-hmm. ended horribly. We all remember yeah. the probably the last time I was on, right? Was um something mm-hmm. to do with end of season comments, sky is falling in Winnipeg, Mark Shifley's unhappy. What's Pierre-Luc Dubois going to do? Mm-hmm. That whole dance. Well, like let me tell you, since Rick Bonus's arrival, which was kind of a mess storyline at first because the whole town was rallied around Barry Trotz, the local boy from Dauphin. He had mm-hmm. coached the University of Manitoba. Rick Bonus was was kind of like, oh, we like him, but why? And the why of it is basically from day one, he's had the courage to call things as they are. Um, he changed the captaincy, took it away from Blake Wheeler. Um, there's been a real sense of democratization, let's say, of the minutes. They've been tied to performance. There's no Mark Shifley long shifts anymore. <laughs> Actually, there was in preseason, I think, against <laughs> one for One for the road. <laughs> yeah. And he got called That's out about it. immediately. Yeah. Um, wow. And these are things that we haven't seen here. And so I think that the sense was Winnipeg could be more than what we had seen in recent years, if and only if a lot of things were kind of stripped back to the core. Everybody had a piece of it. Um, and that's exactly what's happened. So in and amongst those three games where Hellebuck was incredible, and David Riddick for one of those, um, there's been a real improved process. There has been mm-hmm. from day one of camp an organizational change. I can see the forecheck. I can see it. I can see it. all of the systems basically being played how they're supposed to be played, which was not there last year. And then you also get into like they went to Banff and had a little... Um, had a very unique time there, I think, that really encouraged for the first time in a while everybody to have a voice. So there mm-hmm. is something special in Winnipeg right now. And I'm just trying to I'm trying to let the world know. I'm trying to let the national guys who <laughs> overlook my small city like you, Sean. Yeah, not me <laughs> yeah. though. Yeah, yeah, from the just from remember the, from the bustling global city of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. <laughs> I like yeah. Pittsburgh. That's right. Huh. I think what was like so interesting about the Jets and Rick Bonus, and this was why, um, but you know, I said before, and I was like half joking, like not me, I didn't underestimate the Jets. But like when I I did this like Sportsnet um, preview show, and one of the questions at the end of the show was like kind of off the cuff, uh, and I was like kind of rattled by it. I was like, oh my god, I wasn't prepared. It was like, what Canadian teams are going to make the playoffs? It's like uh, Calgary, Edmonton, Toronto. Um, they're the locks for me. And then, and then I was just like, I'm Winnipeg. Like, I think the jets are going to make the playoffs. Cause you're going to take a Rick bone. Like you're going to take like the bones method, 
bring it to Winnipeg with Connor Hellebuck in the back. <laughs> and yeah. they're going to be so frustrating and so annoying to play against, but they also have like maybe a bit more offense and a bit more depth than, you know, the Dallas Stars of last season and the year before that had. So you're going to get this like kind of maybe more offensive, like lockdown, really annoying, frustrating Winnipeg Jets team with one of the best goalies in the league. I think there was reason to believe that they were going to be good this year. Um, like, but how, I guess the question for you is like, how are you seeing like the evolution of the Rick bonus, like coaching style? Because I, it hasn't been all like, it's not the same as we saw in Dallas. Like, and I think that's an interesting kind of change. Like it's a little bit different in Winnipeg right now, isn't it? It, it is. Yeah. There's some things he's taken over from Dallas, brought here from Dallas, let's say. And then there's some things that have been a little bit different. I think one of the things that has been different is that everybody assumed, well, he was the guy that transitioned Dallas from, you know, the Jamie Ben Tyler Sagan mm -hmm. era to the Robertson era to the Rope Hints era to, mm -hmm. to youth. And he was also, I think he was running the defense when Miro Heiskanen became the minutes leader on that team as well. Mm -hmm. So there were some folks in Winnipeg who thought, okay, well, that's young defenseman's music. They're going to get rid of some veterans. It's going to be Villa Hainala, Dylan Sandberg. Um, Jonathan Kovacevic, who was playing by Montreal, or uh, Declan Chisholm is another moose who, um, who's been playing really well. That's not the case. Winnipeg's still re relying on its veteran D. Mm -hmm. But when you talk about Haley, when you say being annoying to play against, that's what's happening, is Winnipeg is so much more committed to playing hockey a sensible way than it was last year. And I, I really did not like the second half of their season. I really didn't. It, like The amount of plays where the offensive superstar like Mark Scheifele or Kyle Connor is busting into the neutral zone and the puck's still in the Jets zone and nobody has possession of it. And you're wondering like, why are these guys doing this? Like it seems. <laughs> um, What's it, happening? It, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. And I think the questions that got asked, even if it became a bit of an echo chamber, were questions that needed to be asked. And now you see Mark Scheifele, you know, there's a shift against Colorado, which I broke down at the site. And you've got all of Colorado's stars, except for Gabe Landeskog, who was uh, injured, um, just buzzing in Winnipeg's mm -hmm. zone. And Winnipeg makes a couple giveaways on the way, try to clear the zone. Shifley's getting late in a shift. And this is a player who's had a poor defensive impact for years, a player mm -hmm. who I've done video breakdowns. Here's mm -hmm. all the things why this star player could be better, but he's not. Well, He's digging in instead of curling off of these plays on these giveaways, digging in, stopping one more time at 45 seconds, another team giveaway at 60 seconds. He's cutting back and getting back on his man. 70 seconds, the same thing. And in the end, in the clip that I showed, the kind of idea is even Mark Shifley can finally do everything right and still get burned because Colorado scored because Colorado can score. I mean, that's right. what to do. Um, but it was an example of a guy that everybody sort of wanted to be better in this way who is bought in and his connection to Rick bonus sounds really dialed in. And the way the bonus has relied on him as a leader, he's spoken at the Dale Howard Chuck retirement or not retirement, pardon me, this, uh, the mm -hmm. statue unveiling ceremony. Yeah. We have um, so many ceremonies in Winnipeg of late. I, but uh, <laughs> there's been that spirit of everybody matters. And that's whether it's Shifley or whether it's some of the more annoying guys to play against at the bottom of the lineup too. And it's what you kind of hoped for. Uh, and it's happening. Right. by that was always the question with Shifley from a million miles away. Like so many boxes checked with that guy, right? Like he clearly cares and he, and like he's, there's 
all all the he's got the physical ability like whatever and it just never especially these last few years like it just didn't it just didn't come together for him on the on the defensive on the defensive end of things right so is it like was it a question of effort like did he realize that i i what is like I, he's doing things now that he wasn't doing before and is it just because he's there is it a coaching thing is it an effort thing is it having these things reinforced in practice and then applying them to games like I realize there there is a change. There's a change that, that you've observed. But as someone who's covered this guy for for years now and written, by the way, very critically and very effectively about Mark Shifley and in, in the in the in the, the the issues he's had, what's the explanation for it? Is it is it is it hey, is he's listening to Rick Bonus? Is that is it that simple? I mean, that is probably at the heart of it, Sean. Mm-hmm. And let me take you to um, training camp. It was a preseason game against Calgary, and I mentioned this, where he and I think his line mates at the time were Kyle Connor, Nikolai Ehlers, took a minute, a minute, 20 minute, 30 shift, got called out for it the very next day. Yeah. Um, sorry, that night and the next day, and it became a story. We addressed it. Mm-hmm. And there's two things to me that are so important about that. One, the inevitable questions go to Shifley. Hey, what did you think of that? Rick Bonus saying that, you know, that was something that needed to not happen. And Shifley said, well, he told us first. We heard it from him first. So mm-hmm. completely respectful. Always, always the way it works, right? Always the way it works with players, like the the good ones at least, the, the ones who can take criticism. As long as as long as they hear it first before before the, you know the coach takes it to us, like most of them tend not to care. That's that's yeah. the big box to check. They want to be good. They want to have the instruction and all of those sorts of things. And the the contrast to that, the other part of it is I went back in my memory and I'm like, how many times was Mark Shifley's game criticized in the last several years under the previous regime? And the only answer I could find was one time, it was a hockey night in Canada game against Toronto towards the end of the Canadian division season mm-hmm. where Mark Shifley, he took, I think it was a 90 second shift at four on four. He had so many chances to get off the ice, if I recall it correctly. <laughs> didn't Why does Toronto he do score. this? <laughs> He gets excited. I honestly <laughs> think it's as simple as that. Yeah. He's a guy that wasn't held to a high defensive standard right. by Paul Maurice, in my opinion, early on in his career. Mm-hmm. He was playing on a line with Blake Wheeler, who for a long time was one of the best play drivers in the NHL, uh-huh. backed up by Dustin Bufflin, who could jump into a play and like shift the dynamic of a game at any moment. Right. And I think Sifley was able to be very good without having to be nearly yes. the 200 foot player you'd want it wasn't his job for, yeah. for a while and then yeah. and then and then nobody impressed upon him that it was i guess yeah but it's, sorry it's, continue what you yeah, were saying yeah Rob. i'm sorry yeah. sorry well, <laughs> that's I just, like the thing i was just saying my head's like why anyways why? Yeah. <laughs> i think there's a sense that winnipeg's veteran stars and that's shifley and wheeler had a bit too much say in in winnipeg jets operations you know paul maurice didn't go into the room he didn't really um, really didn't address poor play or those long shifts with uh, with ice time being taken away or with, right. at least to us, criticism um, of, of his players. And that's fine. It can happen behind closed doors. It doesn't have to be a media show. Uh, but the sense was, and this takes me to a one-on-one conversation I had with Paul Maurice in his office at one point. He told me, well, Kyle Connor's defense, we barely had to show him any defensive cliffs since, since he arrived in the NHL. And I remember thinking to myself, like, maybe you should have. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, because his defensive <laughs> metrics were really quite poor, and he's got a good stick. He's fast on the forecheck. He can he can turn pucks over in that way. But when you look at guys who turn the puck over at Winnipeg's blue line, 
and then not necessarily have the coverage sort of things sorted out. Kyle Connor is chief among them. And I think that Mark Shifley has been covering at times for Kyle Connor at the blue line, turns the hmm. puck over and all that sort of stuff. It's and wild. so when you have two guys that you can't quite yeah, turn on all the time. Cyclical, cyclical st- stuff there. Yeah, yeah. now Shifley's taken a, a big step forward, I would say, in that regard. Um, and standards seem to be implemented. Ice time goes up and down. I asked Rick Bonus, so how do you change lifelong habits? And well, he says, yeah, ice time. That's my that's my measure. That's my meter. And <laughs> that's, that's unbelievable. Like like it, it, we're talking about what a it, shock it, to the system. <laughs> well, because it is. It's, it's like <laughs> part of you like can't blame Shifley for going out and taking ninety second shifts because it's no, like he's never, he was okay. It's like it's like seeing a it's like seeing a, a poorly behaved kid or something where it's like, if, if you don't, if, if the behavior isn't being modeled for you and there's no consequences for you when you, when you stray from it, like what's going to happen? Mark Shifley an iPad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think there were some standards and I think if I recall correctly, it was either the day before or 48 hours before Paul Maurice resigned last year. I think the last line in a column that I wrote, that was really quite critical of Winnipeg really start to the season. It ended either Paul Maurice needs to find a way to get a 200 foot game out of Mark Shifley or Winnipeg needs to find somebody who can. Mm-hmm. And I think that Maurice was a terrific coach for a lot of years in Winnipeg, but just towards the end of those couple of years, um, things had kind of gotten away mm-hmm. in my opinion, or at least you didn't see consequences. And I think Rick Bonus has been that guy. And Shifley is the symbol. Let's be clear. He's not the only player yes. on this team. Right? Yeah. He's um, like the little microcosm of it, right? Like it's easier exactly to right. just hone in on the one when it's more of a collective thing. Especially when he's so good at the other end of the rink. And that's yeah. that's still there. I that's think it's all. because you're always just like wishing for a little bit more from Mark Shifley. And maybe it's because of the raw talent that he has, or the way that he was talked about when he was – younger and I mean he's still a young player but I think he's the guy that everyone just always has expected more from like regardless of how much he gives yeah I remember Paul Maurice talking about um this was maybe 2017 2018 that season um he was saying that you know I see Mark Shifley as the sort of guy that could become the captain of a team win multiple cups have a statue outside of the building when by the time that his career is over mm-hmm. um and at that point like Winnipeg's only recent playoff appearance was its four-game sweep to the Ducks in 2015. Right. They were about to make the playoffs and be very good. That was a genuinely good mm-hmm. team. That was, that was, right. Yeah, that was the. But I always I think back to stuff like that. I'm like, you know that that's not really a fair bar to set for a player no. at that stage, even if and he was having just an incredible season at the time. But it's tough. Like it's tough to to set that expectation for for a guy because then everyone else is looking at that and being like, well, why didn't you do that? Mm-hmm. And I think, I think too, like you're talking about Mark Shifley changing his game and the, the other guys on that roster, like this is a, this is sea change stuff that seems like it's happening in Winnipeg. And that necessitates, I think on our part, meaning me and Dom and Haley and whoever, like the non, the non Winnipeg based among us, we had an idea of the way this team operated for years because it didn't change all that much. You know, like mm-hmm. like things things were pretty things were pretty static there. You knew that they were going to be like a mid table team, and you knew that Shifley and and was gonna was gonna score a lot with defensive issues, and Hellebuck was gonna bail them out. And then a couple years ago, that all the things that Blake Wheeler 
you know, prime break Blake Wheeler brought to the table, but that there were going to be issues and you knew what they were going to be. And it allowed you to kind of pigeonhole the jets correctly for years. Honestly, like we had an, an internalized idea of what to expect from the Winnipeg jets. And that is not what we see anymore. And I think that was part of, you know, I think that's been part of the realization process, not just for, you know, maybe more nationally focused writers, but for fans, because you just think the jets are the jets and, and they're going to keep doing jet things until the end of time. And that's not, that's not the case anymore. So that was kind of, you know, I try to flick at that in the power rankings and that's bring us back to like kind of where we started this discussion, because to me, that's like, and I, I think that this is a thing because people lose their minds over, over that list every single week. It is crazy. <laughs> people like whether it's in the comments or it's on Twitter, like the amount of engagement <laughs> that we receive on it's a those safe is, space to get is, angry is in. wild, but those write-ups are not for fans of the team of, of, of the individual team. That is a league wide thing. It's meant people <laughs> like if you want like an in-depth jet story, like you read, read, Marat. You, read you read Marat. If you're someone who doesn't know <laughs> shit about the Winnipeg jets, then you can Don't go, go and the read power the power rankings. rankings. If, if you just want like a top line view and, and are like, what, like what is going on with this team? Then maybe it's fair to say, you know, a lot of stuff has changed here. It's still Connor Hellebuck at the top, but there's a bunch of like granular things and more incremental stuff. And that's what, I and that's what, what, that's what you provide. You provide the well, substance. Yeah. We can I just think- write, we can just write pithy nonsense about them, <laughs> well, about them in, the, in, the, what, in the power rankings. What made people so mad, I think, last year was that like Dom made the airport joke. Yep. And I've got to say, yep. that was his fault. I, I had nothing to do with that one, by the way. Don't, <laughs> I, I'd never been to Winnipeg. The only time I've been into Winnipeg is like driving. And I heard that joke so much that I like thought there actually wasn't an airport. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I was just like, do you have to fly into Brandon and then drive? <laughs> <laughs> like, what an idiot. I didn't even understand um, why people were so mad. I was like, I don't, I just. I heard I that joke that, so much. That, I was like, that, "What?" That, that joke was as beat up as it was because it really There's is. It's, no it's old. Airport? It's old. It's old nonsense that people are understandably tired. I should yeah. admit that on freaking podcast. Dumbass. Okay. <laughs> I think one of the the funniest sort of responses to all of this. I mean, like Sean. First of all, I, I want to acknowledge, like, let's say even fans who do the deep dive every single day when the Jets were two, three, and zero. Oh, I God, actually. Yeah. Really the sky isn't falling and here's why. Like, trust me, I see the process and practice. Mm-hmm. Like, I see all of that. Also, Rick Bonus missed a substantial amount of time to COVID early on. 100%. Oh. Um, <laughs> but that's that's a real thing. But one of my one of my favorite things, because I know there's no such thing as a power rankings that pleases everyone. It's impossible. No. And inevitably, yeah. optically, there's going to be like one thing that pisses off somebody's market. This week, it was... Winnipeg beats Dallas, takes over first in the division. Dallas is up high. Winnipeg's mid-pack. But it could have been anything. It could have been any whatever. It always is. The thing is, the num- the numbers don't actually matter. That's like I don't I I don't care where those I don't care where those teams end up. I'm just trying to like have like some like 
quasi-informative, entertaining, like edifying paragraph about a team. And like maybe I don't care about the numbers as much as I should because I'm like, who gives a shit if the Jets well, are Well, there's so or many or that whatever. are just like, like an matter. interchangeable tier. Like anytime I've done the power rankings, <laughs> I've like agonized over like these six teams could be like wherever. Like mm-hmm. that and that's I think sometimes Winnipeg gets lost in the shuffle of like, no, they're actually upper echelon, but they're just like here. Because yeah. that's why tiers are so tiers are so useful. Craig Cousins, yes. wherever you are, I mean, yeah, uh, um, I have, yeah. I have a I have I have a framed portrait of him hang hanging above my desk. It just <laughs> the he looks bu- over the Sean. thought thought bubble above that says tears. Put put it in tears. Put it in yeah. tears. Whenever Sean says something stupid, he like turns the picture of Craig around so like he doesn't see the disappointment. So as not to shame <laughs> him. Yes, Aww. Craig, don't listen. <laughs> I wanted to say it was funny that like some folks have said, Marat, really bold of you. How could you speak ill of the national writers at your site? Did How could you go it? against them? Yes, they did. I saw it. People said that. Uh, I saw people being uh-huh. like, stick it to the man, like screw them. Like there was oh like my the God, two that sides is, of that it. That is insane. Thinking that we were going to be mad about it. Yeah. First of all. I pointed my criticism internally because I specifically have met all of you and adore you and can look you in the eye and be like, I like you. Let's talk about the thing. Um, so that's yeah, what we do, right? Like, I don't know that people have, you know, if you're listening to this and you think that I made all of those points to just shit on these guys because mm-hmm. they're no, they're, they're uh, wonderful. Human it's, some, it's, first off, it's someone, it's someone who, yeah, except for Dom. It's someone, who, oh, yeah, that guy. anybody, anybody who would think <laughs> that is not, paid any attention to your, your writing or your work no. or your overall vibe at any point. No, you're, you're no. one of the most thoughtful, <laughs> thoughtful people on staff. Yeah. Uh, like, but, but that is crazy. I, I, I didn't realize that people said that. Like imagine, imagine, imagine a world where that were true, right? <laughs> where, 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 where like you challenging yeah. some kind of weird power dynamic at, at, at the company. That is the opposite. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My, my boss's powers would be, don't let me go this week. This is my immunity because... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm no, I'm like kidding. you are actually beneath us. <laughs> yeah, because well, yeah, you, you yeah. sent that you sent that Slack, you sent like a oh. message on Slack where I was like, what the hell is he even like what happened here? Like, what's he even talking about? I I didn't I didn't realize that it was like Yeah, we a, got a, a message a before he did it, basically being like, Yeah, we're doing this story. And I said, I okay. don't want to be included in this narrative because I it's didn't okay. jump on the jet. How dare <laughs> yeah. you what you said? <laughs> But I just want you to know before your like ass blow up with angry what the hell? and like all that sort of thing. That which... would have happened. A that would have happened regardless of what you did because that's just yeah. like Friday Friday mornings. Like my my Twitter like my my replies tab is just like it's like a bomb went off. Honestly, so it would happen. It used to be blue fans, you, and now it's just you, fans. It would have been someone else. This is all Dom's fault, by the way. Like, oh, like, yeah, because he antagonizes people. He antagonizes blue fans. Poke the bear very often, does he not? Yes. Him and his robot dogs don't like bears. He pokes <laughs> them every day. He's addi- yeah. he's he's addicted to it, baby. He's a he's a yeah. he's a messy he's a messy. You know what? That Dom was just in. Um, I wanted to, I wanted to say something that. I'm not sure if everybody knows about Winnipeg um, because okay. one of my favorite things that happened was um, after this, Winnipeg deserves more respect from national mm-hmm. folks. Um, one of my, f- some of my journalist friends out East at other publications tweeted things like Les Perot said, this is one of the finer works in the genre of this piece. And I remember thinking something to the effect of those weren't his exact words, but 
genre of this piece. This idea that a Winnipegger thinks the disrespect that, the di- the disrespected Winnipegger hitting back at we're know. we're bred that way. Absolutely, like we see it in every industry, in every context. You know, whether it's ours, whether it's musicians that have to go to New York or LA to make it, and then they come back and now they're renowned. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this real underdog sense of we see everybody hustling out there and we see quality sort of get overlooked by the center of the universe in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, even even for my guest appearance here, Haley threw me an Eastern time zone, which I promptly ignored. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, you're all out there trying to make it about <laughs> the center of the world. Yeah. And, yeah. That wasn't an Eastern time zone. That was a Toronto time oh. zone. Oh, boy, brother. Oh, brother. Toronto arrogance, man. And that's, I said that's Toronto the thing. because like no one from Toronto actually says that. So that's the thing. You wouldn't have picked up on that because you're from Winnipeg. That's the thing that we can and should <laughs> bond over, honestly, as Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh I and Winnipeg. The- uniting, uniting. No, I over- hate it here. I no, said no, no, this no, no. today. Uniting over the undeniable Toronto arrogance, which is a real thing that permeates every bit of the sport and every bit of the coverage of it. It is completely true. You do, you do not have to sell me on that, brother. <laughs> I, I, I agree. I thought today I was like, I'm going to go and I'm going to do like a bunch of New Jersey Devil stuff today. I'm going to go and work the away room because I always did that when I was in Ottawa, like four years ago when dressing rooms are actually open. And it was a zoo. Like I felt like I got hit by a truck. I was emotionally exhausted. I was like, there's too many people in here. Like, why is everybody here? Yeah. Because the devils, a, a team isn't, a, a good team isn't good until they actually come to Toronto and tell the Toronto yeah. media why they're good. Doesn't mm-hmm. count. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to. And I stalked, I stalked Jesper Brad today. Yeah. We talked about this already. No, not on the recording. Jesper Brad is an incredible player. I have time for, for your stalking Jesper Brad. No, it's fine. No, no. Sean doesn't want to hear it. Well, yeah. You want to talk about another story that happened in Toronto while having a guest from Winnipeg? <laughs> there we go. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Gravy. Good gracious. That's all the time we have. (laughs) I've got to talk about the Leafs. The Leafs game's on in an hour. Okay. Just kidding. All right. It's like an hour and a half. We're not out of time. But this feels like a place to end. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Sean, like, moves away from his microphone, and then it's just, like, quiet and awkward. Yeah. Haley and I can't talk amongst ourselves, Sean. We need yeah, you to go here. for it. No, I'm, I'm, letting, no. I'm, I'm letting, I'm letting you guys go. The, the Americans sitting this one out. No, you guys can fight amongst yourselves. We're not in a fight. I'm with you. Toronto sucks. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Marat. <laughs> yeah, R.I.P. <laughs> Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. All right, well, that was fun with Murat. He does Always a great is. job covering he's the, the Jets. Like he just, he's, he's so, so good. Um, it was nice to have him on. I think it was nice to talk about the Jets because you're right. Like that is a team that I don't think we understand enough and that people aren't really talking about in this kind of space. <laughs> yeah. And like I said, I think good. they were, they were what they were for a few years. Like everyone talks about Winnipeg being a stable organization and it doesn't, you know, isn't out the change all that much. Right. Like they mm-hmm. liked having Paul Maurice around and they've liked having Kevin Chevel day off around. They've liked having the same core of players. Like it's all well and good, but that understandably, like I think locks us into, a certain a certain view of them and mm-hmm. it was fair especially like the last couple of years like they were like you didn't have to worry about them all that much from a from a contender standpoint and that's doesn't seem to be the case anymore they're mm-hmm. interesting in a way yeah. that they haven't been in a few years if nothing yeah. else and Murat's just like he's got so he's dialed got, in he, he's, yeah he's got them covered covered so well he alluded to something before when he talked about Basically, a thing he wrote about saying if Paul Maurice can't fix the Mark Shrifley problem, then that was such a good story. And it it was great on its own, and it was within I swear to I swear a day or two before, and then and then Maurice was out. Yeah, he was done. Oh yeah, we had him on the show. I think you were guest hosting with me, and then literally we were like, "Did you know that this was happening?" Like I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure we had him on, and we're like, "Did you know?" And he's like, yeah. "No." Oh, that's, <laughs> but that's, that's a right. nice compliment. Yeah. yeah. So. He's great. He's awesome. If you ever want to like really dig into the Jets, don't don't sure. read the blurb in the power rankings. Like read no. Marat. Nope. Anyways. That's the point, like, is to, you know. Because yeah. if you li- went deep into all of those, those stories are gonna end up being way longer than they need to be. And they're yeah, already long. We make our we make <laughs> like, our we make our points, we make our yeah. jokes, we like, you know, offer our analysis, and then if people want to learn more, then they can go read stuff from Marat. That's the that's the way it works. That's why the teams are linked. That's Go right. Go to the team page. That's okay, so right. this is our this is our last show of the month because next week is American Thanksgiving, and then we're back, and then it's December, and that's kind of scary. <laughs> yeah, oh. that was I like mentally. I was like, wait, are we skipping two shows instead of one? Yeah, but two two weeks two weeks from now. Is sweet, December sweet one. producer Danielle said we're not back until December. I was like, oh, two weeks off. 
Yep. No, that's just where we're at. <laughs> yep. That's honestly one of my pet peeves of this time of year. Cause like I get it. I will look outside and see that it's dark and the snow bothers me. But one of the things that annoys me the most is people being like, oh, snow. It's like, yeah, it's November. <laughs> like in Canada, at least. Like people still, get like upset about hurts. the snow. It's like it's November 17th. This is what happens. You know it's coming. That doesn't make it any easier to any easier to deal with. Like I mm, like I know right. I know intellectually that it, that it's gonna start that it's gonna be dark at five, ten after five, right? But yeah, um, handling it emotionally is something yeah. else entirely. I'm a mess. You said it. So to lift our spirits, I want to ha- do a <sighs> dramatic reading. I I don't know what this is gonna <laughs> be either. <laughs> I can't keep it together. I'm so excited. Okay, is everybody ready? Danielle's on mic. She's ready for this too. <laughs> I'm sorry, ready. Let me get it together. <laughs> How funny could this be? <laughs> okay. I can't look at you. I bought a bottle of your gold. <laughs> you got like one word out. <laughs> I bought a bottle of your cold brew a few minutes ago. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. Came home and upon opening it, noticed that the seals had been broken. Also, <laughs> a few ounces of the product were gone. I wanted to reach out for safety reasons. <laughs> and also, <laughs> so I'd like a refund or some coupons. Thanks. <laughs> yes, that's true. I'm gonna that, read this. I'm gonna read this for anybody who wasn't paying attention. <laughs> provided I bought a bottle of your cold brew a few minutes ago. Came home and upon opening it, noticed that the seals had been broken. Also, a few ounces of the product were gone. I wanted to reach out for safety reasons, and also, I'm not going to drink it, so I'd like a refund or some coupons. Thanks. That is a message I sent to. I'm sorry. A cold brew brand. I really tried my best. <laughs> after my experience at the store. I don't understand why that's funny. I think I'm entitled to <laughs> some kind of free product <laughs> after having a, a, a quarter empty or whatever, like an, an opened half empty bottle of cold brew that I, that, I, that I didn't realize I bought. It's not even that funny. I don't know why I'm laughing. I just yeah, think like either. the realization of you and realizing what I was reading is what sent me over yeah, the edge. Uh-huh. I was like it, laughing because you were like, yeah, I don't took, know what this is. It took a little. Anyways, I thought that would be really funny. I'm not I'm not publicly dragging the the store that I purchased this at or the brand of cold brew that it was. I'm not I'm not blaming anybody here, but this is a thing that happened. I got I, I had a Possibly tampered with bottle of cold brew that I purchased today. And I want recompense for it. Mm-hmm. I don't understand what's funny about that. There's nothing funny about that. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. Is that it? Is that the end of the show? No. Let's go through some of the comments. Now I'm just going to get shredded on the next comment section because people are like, why are you laughing? I was trying to bring joy to our, to our show and to mm-hmm. our sweet listeners because you're being such a grump. Because it's Mar- dark out. I think Marat handled that just fine. What, you being grumpy? No, I'm bringing joy to the listeners. Oh, to the comments. Can we get a Sean, Haley, Dom, and Shayna episode? No. <laughs> Sorry, Jesse W. No, Dom. Mm-mm, we're done with him. There's something Rob- weird going on at that guy's apartment. 
He's probably, probably shouldn't a, joke like that, honestly. Yeah, he's he's probably gonna be on in a couple of weeks. I, I feel like I feel like the post the post Thanksgiving show can be dumb. Yeah, sure. I listened to everyday's show, and after much review, including a report card of topics, Thriday, which autocorrects to thrifty, also cool, uh, is the top show being rated a nine point eight out of ten. Also, wow. props for having Sod on the show. He's done great reporting this year and really fun rando stories on the stars. Love acknowledging the Canadian bias on these shows and getting more American team love. Love the I know rating. This is. I know this is. It's Kendall H. Oh, Kendall. Okay, cool. We have we have some we have some uh, st- consistent stars fans in the comments for the for the Tuesday show. You're welcome, Kendall. We love the stars too, and we love Sod. I'm wondering what what what, what dinged us to get the point eight. Yeah, where's our, where's our point two? Yeah, where's our two point? Something Sean did, I'm sure. Had you got to get. You got to leave room for improvement. Sure. That's all it is. It can yeah. only be better. Still Thanks, pretty good. Kendall. The new intro will come back. That'll That's right. Mm. That's right. Yes. Uh, thank you, Kendall. That's very nice. And yes, Sod's great. And I think it's nice that we can talk. And I, I almost feel like naturally in us trying to talk about teams that maybe aren't being spoken about on a national level just like lends to talking more American because there can just be so much focus on Canada slash Leafs all the time. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's why the Tuesday show existed because people, oh, I know. people I open, were openly like, we need, we need more. Yeah. I know. Is- you guys read the comments. I heard everyone shitting on me. <laughs> I know. There's a lot of, there's a lot of time to fill in a lot, in a lot of, uh, a lot of different routes people can take. If, yeah. So and I know fine. today we had a Canadian guest, but nobody's talking about the jets. So, uh, it's true. Alex R says, "Sorry to let you know, Sean, but Fruity Loops is still widely used in spite of its name." How about that? I I was I, oh my God, I, I that's awesome. Uh, Fruity Loops is just something that I remember playing around when I was in high school, and that was like where my brain went when I when y- you Haley asked Danielle last week if she had GarageBand on her computer to an audio to an audio professional which i thought was really funny so i was like oh yeah do you have fruity loops because i was like the little kid in my mind that was the thing that like you know 15 year olds used to make mm-hmm. fake daft punk songs on their right. computers in, in 2000 in 2001 i'm glad to hear it's still around that's very cool garage band is what i used in my ninth grade vocals class so in high school you needed like one <clears throat> arts credit to graduate high school and so i used to sing Mm-hmm. I was younger. I took a vocals class and you would have to like sing into GarageBand on one key and then sing the song in another key and then mix it so you could like harmonize yourself harmonize basically. with yourself, yeah. Yeah, it was weird. And like <laughs> we only sung like church music. So I'd be cool. like sitting in there singing. Cool. Like, about going down to the river. Uh, on eagles, <laughs> on eagles wings. Is that? Yeah. I don't, I always, I don't never, I never know. I'm, I grew up Catholic. I don't know what the overlap between like Catholic church songs and. Probably more Protestant, non-denominational yeah. church songs are. Yeah. But yeah. Shout out to Fruity Loops. I'm glad it's still around. Yeah. Shout out GarageBand. Um, Elijah D says, no respect for Craig Anderson, the true oldest player in the league, who was also top 10 in We GA definitely did whiff on that. I was trying we to did. think of an old okay. goaltender and I, and I just couldn't, I couldn't come up with it. And I knew that Craig Anderson was around, but I had previously like done a age, like I s- filtered players mm-hmm. by age on the website but mm-hmm. it was just skaters like goalies weren't included yep. so i was like okay well craig anderson must just be younger than geo that's kind of what i did in my mind not realizing that goalies weren't on that list 
and Craig Anderson had a nice little welcome to Ottawa or like, a yeah, because I think I said that game was in Buffalo, but it was in Ottawa because Craig Anderson got to say hello to the fans and stuff again. Andy's great. Yeah. Covered also, has lo- also has lost four straight, four straight starts since then go- going back to uh, November, November yeah. 4th. Yeah. yeah. I think Mark Giordano is still the best old guy in the league. Sab- I think that's Sabres, all the Sabres got some problems. Yeah, I mean, they weren't this. supposed to be, like, good for long this year. This isn't it. Like, they're going to have another year of drafting really well, and then we'll see what they can do, the trade and free agency, et cetera. You know, it doesn't happen that quickly. Nope. So, as fun as it was, that's all the comments. If you guys want to send us more comments for next week, if you want to nice ones. vote, tell us whose dramatic reading was better. <laughs> I'm gonna go drink some of my poison cold brew. I thought, didn't you? Did you not return it? I didn't return it. It's just sitting in your fridge. I dumped. I dumped it out. We'll see what, what the they... company in question. I, I sent them a picture of it. I sent them the batch number. I did what I needed to do. Then I went and bought another bottle of it. Have you gotten a response? I have not. Was it pumpkin spice cold brew? It was not. Mm. That's a shame. Any other questions? Coffee flavored coffee only here. As you know. I don't know what you're talking about. Goodbye, Haley. Thanks, everyone, for listening to The Athletic Hockey Show on this Friday. (laughs) This went very robotic. Sean wants to get out of here. But, yeah, thanks, guys. This is the last show from (laughs) us of the month. Uh, We will be back in December with maybe a new snazzy theme song. Let us know if you can guess what it is. Happy Thanksgiving, America. Yes. Goodbye.